Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is for ages 14 and up, because sometimes you just need to use a swear. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. So thank you guys so much for all of your reviews, your ratings, your Twitter interactions. Kay for... has been showing me stuff when you people do things, and I love it. So thank you so very, very much. And keep doing it, because it makes us smile. Yes, it, it truly, like, just brightens our day every time that we look, so... Thank you guys so much, and we're hoping to continue bringing humor and musicals and all of that into your lives, because, yeah, it's it's just, it's fun for us, so. Kate tells me if we get to 50 episodes that she'll let me shower. What? But you you showered last night. It sounded funnier in my head. <laughs> uh, I want people to think that I'm, like, chained in a dungeon and you're... You got my eyes peeled open. You're like, all right, Warren, are you ready for the next one? And I'm just... It's a clockwork orange joke. Oh, I've only seen that movie once and I don't remember that. Yeah, that was that was the whole, his eyes peeled open. Oh, it did that music with it? Yeah, that's, so he couldn't listen to Ode to Joy because it like, triggered that God. response in okay. him gotcha. every time so i remember a different song playing when that was going on yeah okay. it was it was ode to joy <laughs> um ode to my poor understanding of things um it's okay so um but we're not watching clockwork orange today which is good it's true um instead we're doing one that uh one of our listeners uh kdm1214 had suggested and sent us the link to and i am eternally grateful to them you are the best. Yes, because I wasn't sure how we were going to be able to see this, but we are going to be seeing Legally Blonde. I am reasonably uh, excited because I like the movie. Yeah. The movie makes me laugh, so I hope the show is at least as entertaining as the movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty cute. It's it's pretty fun. It's not like groundbreaking theater or anything, but it's still enjoyable. So I just want to be entertained. Yes. So, uh, a little bit of background on this. So, it was uh, based on a movie that's based on a novel by Amanda Brown. So, uh, I did not know it was based on a novel. Yes. Yeah, it's based on a novel. Um, the things that I do not know could fill several novels. <laughs> so, uh, music and lyrics were by Nell Benjamin and Lawrence O'Keefe with... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Bless you. I tried to do that. Are you okay? Mic. You yes. okay? That, that scratched my throat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can see on the recording where the sneezes. <laughs> you have the black lung, babe. <laughs> so, um, uh, music and lyrics are by Nell Benjamin and Lawrence O'Keefe with the book by Heather Hawk. Hawk? Hatch? Hawk? Looks more like Hawk than Hatch. Eh. Hawk, that sounds cooler. Heather Hawk. <laughs> um, 
The original cast starred Laura Bell Bundy as Elle, Christian Borle as Emmett, and Richard H. Blake as Warner, with um, the musical being directed by Jerry Mitchell, who also choreographed it. Um, it opened at the Golden Gate Theater in San Francisco, running from uh, January to February of 2007. So very short run. Short run because then it hopped over to Broadway. Oh. And it ran uh, from April of that year to October 19th, 2008, which the next day was when we met. Oh, <gasps> that's true. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this this show ended right before we met. And, uh, it was destined. It was destined. It was like only one good thing can exist in this world at a time. So yes. I need to, yes, I need I need to... implode so that... Kay and Warner. War- <laughs> Warner. <laughs> you know, Warner, the character in the show. So Kay and Warren could meet. Yes. Yeah. So um, this this show's got a couple of unique things going for it. Um, Apparently it's possible to be illegally blonde, hence the name Legally Blonde. <clears throat> so Jeez. that's something scary I can look forward to, apparently. <coughs> I can't pull off any other hair color. I have to be blonde. I dyed my hair once in high school. <laughs> Wasn't the best. So there's these gears moving behind the scenes with Kay trying to to write a script and get us going into this this show that we're going to review. And then I'm just sitting there in the background throwing wrenches into the gear like, what'll get stuck in there? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I strive to be unexpected because other times I'm rather predictable. Whew. Okay. Whew. So there was a reality TV show on MTV. What? Yes. For Legally Blonde? Yes. It was regarding uh, the casting of the of Elle Woods after Laura Bundy finished her run with the show. So they did a TV show called Legally Blonde the Musical, The Search for Elle Woods to recast it so they did a okay they did a reality television show trying to find so it's basically america's not america's got talent but uh american idol but whoever wins it is going to be the actress in the show versus yes. like get their own yes their own album yeah i mean i guess that's one way to get a good turnout and yeah. i guess it's an entire season of just marketing for the show yeah and i mean it it was uh it, it was also aired on MTV, and that's the version we're going to be seeing is the MTV oh, film. Okay. Um, or not film, but the, the filming MTV of the... filming of the of the uh, musical. Uh, Bailey Hanks won the competition and was Elwood's for a good chunk of the run. Congratulations, um, Bailey. And however, even though this was aired on M- MTV and had a bit of publicity... This was a financial failure. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. You spend all the money and publicity, you know, doing a whole lead up to it. Who's going to be Elle Woods in the show? And then... Well, like the play itself was a financial... Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, because they spent all that time and money investing into getting a new main uh, actress. Mm -hmm. And then they do the show and nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, And it was, it was also a critical failure, Mm. um, with a lot of mixed reviews and a lot of 
critics just being like, this is vapid and and not boring, but more just like, oh, well, there's no substance to it, which I'm like, yeah, but that's half of musical theater. Like, you either get really good shows or you get Carousel. So <laughs> as long as you're somewhere up from Carousel, we're fine. I'm I'm happy. Well, Carousel in Greece, because Greece is also... You know, I don't think I... Now, granted, you know, I, I rag on Carousel a lot, and rightfully so. I uh, haven't seen the show in decades. Yeah. But well, I'm still pretty sure that Carousel is absolute... Carousel is zero. And, yeah. And Greece is like a, one. So, I mean, as bad as I, I I do not like Greece, it's still above Carousel. Yeah, and then there's, you know, your good man Charlie Brown's probably like a five. And then you get past that, everything else is in the hundreds. <laughs> I didn't dislike your good man Charlie Brown that much because <laughs> it was cute and had some childlike innocence. It was and harmless. It was just since I never grew up with the comic strip, it was mm-hmm. like a bunch of loosely interconnected. It was like it's like a bunch of random tangents that they yeah. just kind of stuck together. You know, and I feel like with this show, like show. too. Yeah, our show's a bunch <laughs> of random tangents with a theme running through of husband wife watch musicals. <laughs> Wife subjects, husband endures. Yes. (laughs) So, um, this, yeah, this show in America did not do as well. There were two tours. Um, there was a American tour that was a national tour. And then after the national tour ended, a non-equity tour happened. Uh, Actors' Equity is the sort of acting union. So, um... There's a lot of different rules regarding it. I could probably do a bonus episode on that one, too. Rules and regulations regarding theater. Yeah, uh, just like how actors are supposed to be paid and how, uh, like, they're Pref- supposed to be treated on stage and stuff like that. So Pre- sort of... Preferably they're paid with money and yes. they're treated like people. Yes, that so. that should be the norm. Preferably. This is America, so <laughs> we're free to not treat people anyway <laughs> off of my soapbox um the national tour featured two of the finalists from the reality show too so okay yeah cool. um hopefully since the show was a flop it didn't murder the careers of yeah no i don't think people. it i don't think it killed anyone's career i think that That's it good. just was a case of this wasn't great could like have, could have been better. The the show is fun though, but that happens with a lot of the fun shows that it's like, yeah, but it doesn't do well commercially. And... But Kay, it wasn't tackling the deep issues facing our nation, and it was just supposed sometimes, to be entertaining. Sometimes you just need to be entertained with theater, and if you can do that, that's fine. Like, if I can just come out of a show feeling a little bit better, even if it's not like oh, wow, that opened my eyes to something. I'm fine with that. Was there a story? Yes. Was there music? Yes. Was the music good? Yes. Was it not ABBA? Yes. Awesome. I'm, it's <laughs> funny you talked about how it was a critical failure. Uh, I am excited to watch it yeah. because I did like the movie, but I also tend to not agree with critics on a lot of things. Yeah. So... You know, <laughs> the 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 blue the blueprint already laid out is that I will probably like this, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. And and it's cute music, and it's it's fun, so I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay that it's not like Rent or Hair or uh, 
Godspell or anything that's going to make me think. I'd rather... Uh, we've had enough of those shows lately that make you have to think too hard. Let's, or try to forget. Or try to forget. <laughs> let's, let's have just... Yeah, let's just have a fun show this time. Let's just have fun. Um, so when it hopped to the West End... It ran from 2009 to 2012, so a longer okay. run because they liked it more. And it was actually notable because it was the first show on the West End to do a ticket lottery. So does that mean there's too many people who want tickets so they have to do random Yes, games? yes. Woo! And they do, that, the they do that on Broadway all the time, Oh, but they hadn't done that on the West End. So this was the first show that they did that for. Nice. Yeah, and uh, it actually did a lot better. It it won three Laurence Olivier Awards for, like, Best Musical, Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actors. Are those, like, UK Tonys? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. It, it's, yeah, it's their, it's their Tonys. I mean... <laughs> it's it's their highest music. Yeah, it's their, their highest theater it's award. It's their highest theater okay. award. And so Tonys are the highest American theater award, right? One of them, yeah. Oh. Like, it's, I guess not highest theater award, because... That's subjective. It's kind of like, oh, is the Emmys better than the Oscars, you know? It's, oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's all the same. It's all just people sitting around going, I like this show, and I'm a judge that liked this show. So <laughs> <There you> <laughs> I yeah. guess that's that's the way to put it, is it's it's a judge's choice, not a people's choice, so. Ah. Yeah. That's, I can, I can make that distinction in my brain. Yes, it's, it's not a... MTV Music Awards, or not MTV Music Awards, MTV People's Choice Awards, where you can go online and vote. This is a panel of judges watches it and goes, I like this. Or, eh. Or, Grease. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with this, uh, since this is a newer show, and there's a lot, like, with the movie and stuff, I'm not going to have this be as long of an intro, so we're just going to jump in and watch it. We're going to go watch the uh, MTV uh, airing of the musical that was in 2007. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping that you enjoy it too, because it's Legally Blonde. I mean, what's there not to like? Uh, Warner's kind of a prick. Well, yeah, but... but... You love to hate him, so... Oh, that's true. That's yeah. True. It's... It's... Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. All right, let's go take a brief intermission, and then we'll come back with your views on Legally Blonde. Woo! Hey folks, your wacky and wonderful Warren here with a quick shout-out. Kay and I would like to thank our ticket holders for supporting our show, and a special shout-out to our Playbill sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our crew member sponsor, Bianucci, for their generous monthly donations. Warren and I greatly appreciate your support of our show. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We truly cherish your support. Before we jump back into our show, let's take a quick break to hear from our friend Hillary over at History on Blast. Hello. 
Hello, and welcome to History on Blast. I'm Hillary, and I'll be your host as we call out history. Every other week, we'll be putting a different person, place, time, or event on blast for the shit that they pulled. This ain't your grandpa's history podcast, so if this sounds like your cup of harbor tea, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher. And now, the lights are going down and the music is starting back up, so let's hop into the second act of the show. Okay, so what did you think, Warren? Oh my god. Oh my god, you guys. Oh my god. Oh my god, Kay. Like, oh my god. Like, oh my god, Kay. Like, oh my god. Like, oh my god. Like, oh my god, Kay. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Like, like, Kay. 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 Oh my god, Kay. Um, uh, the show it was, it was okay. Um, it was just okay. Yeah. I I, I, I think I might have gotten myself a little hyped up mm-hmm. because I do like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like this less than the movie. Yeah. Um, it was, it was okay. It was, uh, the funny thing about it is the entire time we were watching it, I just kept thinking to myself, I think I'd rather go watch the movie. Yeah. And the movie is way better. <laughs> I I do not think that this translated as well to theater as mm-hmm. maybe other people think it should have, or yeah. maybe other people might think that it translated well. Um, it just didn't really do it for me. I felt like a lot of stuff felt forced. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. Yeah, it it wasn't bad. It mm-hmm. definitely wasn't bad because every individual element was executed well and the overall story is still the same mm-hmm. um so there is a story in everything but some of the songs i feel like they shoehorned them in unnecessarily mm-hmm. i mean granted it's a musical and you do have to have lots and lots of songs <laughs> but you they probably could have done better songs for some port for uh, mm-hmm. some parts and Which, maybe not done songs for other parts. Leave some yeah silent moments. Yeah. So I'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, so to to recount the harrowing tale of Elle Woods and her journey to becoming a lawyer at Harvard Law School. <laughs> so, oh my God, you guys! Oh my God, Elle and Warner are totally gonna get married. Oh my God! Oh my God, you guys! Oh my God! Oh my God! Shut up, you guys! You're just gonna jinx it. Oh my God, you guys! If we keep talking about how much Elle and Warner are gonna get married, it's not gonna happen. Which is what happens, because the show opens up with Elle's friends just signing a card for her. They're like, "Oh my God, she's gonna get married!" Oh my God! You do that Valley Girl thing a little too well. You have to know your enemy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I. That's how it opens. You know, the the sorority girls are all super excited for Elle because they think that she's that war that uh war. I keep almost wanting to say Warren. <laughs> so that's gonna be a slip up in this. He's evil Warren. <laughs> he's evil Warren. That's he's got an extra R in there. Uh, <laughs> Warner. They think Warner's gonna propose to her because I can't remember whatever reasons just are in there, but they just get the feeling 
their their blonde sense is tingling. Their sorority girl sense is tingling that mm-hmm. Warner's going to propose to Elle. And so everybody's signing a card, and Elle is picking out, you know, her dress. And there's a line that they have in this that... <laughs> I think I know which one. I really hated it, <laughs> and I would imagine any self-respecting woman probably hated it, too. Mm-hmm. But they have a line in this that, now that, now that the man chose you, your life begins today. Mm-hmm. Now that a man chose you, your life begins today. Yep. Yep. It's going to let the silence hang there for a moment so listeners can contemplate the stupidity of that line. <laughs> but the silence is broken uh, by Bruiser, the little chihuahua. You know what's funny is that the stage dog was actually really cute. Mm-hmm. Way cuter than the... the Movie dog. The, sh- the shivering eyeball and skull caddy that was bruiser mm-hmm. in the the film yeah but bruiser is barking at one of the sorority girls and they're treating bruiser like lassie bruiser is not lassie what's that bruiser our show is gonna be is gonna be a commercial and critical flop <laughs> oh ellis just at the mall oh my god you guys ellis at the mall oh my god you guys don't try and sell Elle last year's dress at this year's price Elle may be blonde but she's only pretending to be a dumb blonde <laughs> And it's funny doing the review of this because it's almost like anybody who's seen the the movie, it's mm-hmm. it's basically a cut and paste yeah version of the movie with tweaks in it yeah. So you know the sorority girls go to find Elle. She's picking out her dress that she's gonna wear to mm-hmm. her, what she's anticipating will be her engagement dinner with uh, Warner. I almost did it again. Had to stop. Almost said Warren, <laughs> and. Uh, one of the sales ladies is like, I love dumb blondes. They make my commission so easy. And mm-hmm. Elle sets her straight. Nuh-uh. This is not this year's fashion. She's like, I'm not paying full price for last year's dress. She doesn't say it quite like that. but. Uh, and then after Elle finds her perfect dress, we are treated to the first appearance of Warner, who shows up and whisks Elle away to a romantic evening where he sings about his future with his future wife. Because, of course, it's time to get serious with someone else. Yeah. And so he does the song about how he needs to get serious. There's so much uh, his family expects for him and all these great things that he's going to do. And he needs someone by his side, just not Elle. Mm-hmm. And uh, poor Elle and her, her banshee scream cry. She does that thing that some girls do where it's just, Except higher pitched. Yeah, I was trying not to blow out the mic. Latte went right into the kitchen, just like, nope. Yeah, trying I'm not done. to blow out the mic with that, the, the, the banshee scream cry. And I think that's really the real reason Warner broke up with her, because he he just needs... Let's see. Uh, sorry. Which is why Warner is breaking up with her. He needs less of a Marilyn and more of a Jackie. Elle's friends uh, are very sad for Elle. Mm-hmm. Very sad for Elle, and they are talking about how they're going to help her and what they need to do to try and get her out of this funk that she's been in. And they start to fight. They start to fight over who's a slut. You're a slut. No, you're a slut. (laughs) And Elle's friends start fighting over how they can best help her and also who's a slut. But Elle reminds them to snap out of it. There's a lot of clicking in this show. (laughs) Girls. Girls. Clicks. Snaps. Jesus Christ. If you think that's annoying, this is you would gonna, be right. This is going to be horrible to edit. Have fun editing this, hon. <laughs> I'll be over there. 
So, and here's my first note where I noticed the uh, difference that I've noticed between the film and the musical so far. Elle and her friends are more uh, bitchy mm-hmm. and uh, stuck up than they yeah. are in the film. In the film, you know, I don't recall them ever, like, belittling someone. No. Really. Like, generally, they, they might make some mild comments, but in this one, they're, like, really, really valley girl taught, like... Oh my god, you see what she's wearing? Oh my god, you see those shoes? Yeah. Oh my god. Who I, does she think he... Like, just very, very uh, uh, encouraging of asphyxiation. You know, I just want to yeah. reach in there and kind of strangle him and go, Stop talking like that! Yeah, uh, it, it definitely... That's a negative change, for sure, between... The characters are less likable in the show. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate, because the entire cast did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Like, the entire cast did an amazing job. Everybody was a great singer. Yeah. Like, I wish that some of the songs would have been better. Yeah. Because they were such good singers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the choreography that I did see... Well, okay. Actually, I think choreography is probably one of the weaker points in mm-hmm. this show. I felt like some of the... Um, dancing was just cluttered it was almost like let's throw a bunch of stuff and movement on stage and then maybe we can distract people from how not good some of it is you know it kind of reminded me of road show dancing in some of the scenes like uh one that we'll talk about later that we both were just kind of like this is a whole dance number around one line (laughs) and it's it's like that whole oh dance number. Oh my god! Oh my god! You guys well, like that? No, it was the uh, Brendan moment. Oh, oh, okay, that we'll end. get later. Yeah. But that whole dance number reminded me a lot of what I see, like in the giant, uh, giant cast musicals here, like community theater musicals here that are gotcha. more road showy and like, hey, we're all gonna dance and here, mark your spot and. <laughs> It, it felt like that. That it, it kind of reminds yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. We'll find a part for everybody who applied. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it wasn't it, that. Yeah, it wasn't. But, but it did have that that feel. The way that the dancing, especially in that scene, was like that. Not all of the dancing was bad, but some of the choreography was lacking. Yeah, and uh, but back to back Elle to L and her heartbroken state mm-hmm. her friends try to cheer her up by showing her a fashion magazine mm-hmm. and in this fashion magazine there just happens to be a picture of Warren's Jesus Warner's brother <laughs> who just got married to a, a boring ugly serious person yes and L is like this is it this is the kind of woman that Warner wants a boring ugly serious person I have a I have a completely broken plan, you guys, to go to Harvard and win Warner back by showing him how serious I can be. She's, like, all about the law and stuff. <laughs> Elle tells her mommy and daddy that she wants to go to Harvard, and they remind her that she's too rich and pretty to have to work. She can just be an actress or just stay in California and be pretty and someone will marry her. Mm-hmm. Uh, after all, the East Coast is a foreign place where all the women have different noses. <laughs> I love that plastic surgery joke. Yeah. I thought it made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, But Elle is super serious about going to Harvard. She's the only way I'm going to get Warner back. And (laughs) the nerdy mousy girl in the sorority, I think, is who that character is supposed to be. Yeah. I I do love the uh, the joke 
that there seems to be in movies and theaters where it's like, let's take a hot girl and put glasses on her and put her hair in a ponytail and she'll she'll be the nerdy girl. Yeah. She'll be the nerdy girl. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene with that in uh, the movie um, Not Another Teen Movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen it. No. It's got Chris Evans in it. We'll have to, we'll have to watch it yeah, at some we point. Yeah, Because it's funny, but there's a great transformation scene with that where it's like, just take off her glasses and pull her hair out of a ponytail <laughs> and suddenly she's transformed into a hottie. Yeah. So that's what... That's what made me laugh. That made God. me think of that. But uh, Elle is so serious about going to Harvard that she's even going to give up partying in during spring break to, like, study and stuff. I mean, college is for partying. Who goes there to study? Boring, ugly people. That's who. So says Daddy Elle. <laughs> uh, the serious, ugly people at Harvard are getting ready to deny Elle entry, but then she shows them how serious she is about the American legal system by breaking into their office with an entire cheer squad and marching and marching band. Sorry, I didn't read my whole note. Who dance around Elle while she dances and spouts legal jargon. I object to this cluster dance number. The serious, the super serious law person tells Elle no, and she says, what about love? Do it for love. I'm in love. The super serious lawman throws up his hands. Screw it. Fine. You can come to Harvard. Yay! Oh my god. I am so sorry. I, uh... <laughs> trying, what the hell? Trying to read my notes, I keep slipping into the Valley Girl voice. Jesus you people should Christ. see the look on, on Kay's face. I turned back to look at her. She was, like, wide-eyed looking at me like I sprouted horns and... Oh my god. And... I guess was carrying around a little dog in a purse. Um, oh my god! I'm. So, I guess I'm very good at doing that. Yes, you are. Which isn't good. It's terrible, in fact. I, like I'm... there's there's nothing wrong with men. <laughs> Do I? It just that's the type of accent that sends me through the roof. I'm almost Jesus Christ. And I'm very tempted to do the the rest of the review. Please don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll. Uh... We'll reach an arrangement. I will do it in select parts. Actually, this select is probably... Select parts is fine. This is, probably more, whole thing. this is probably more accurate. I will do my best to not slip into that voice, but especially with the way I wrote my lines, <laughs> that voice may come out. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, we get our first view of Emmett, the um, other love interest, the real love interest, mm-hmm. the, the good guy love interest. Um, Emmett is greeting the new students at Harvard, and we're introduced to the rich douche and the douchey prince and Enid Greenpeace. <laughs> Enid Greenpeace is the only one of these people that we actually, like, see later. The richy douche. Well, I mean, we see them later, but not, like, the last half of the show. Uh, Enid Greenpeace. So... Do you want to joke? Yeah, I was gonna say if you want to give our listeners a little bit of just that. look up Enid Green. But Enid this is Green. this is Enid Greenpeace because she she went with Green. Her name is Enid, and she went with Greenpeace to like do Greenpeace stuff. Yeah, so, so she's, she's Enid, Enid Greenpeace. Greenpeace. Uh, everyone is super unimpressed with Elle because reasons, um, and they kind of leave her behind when they're going to their first class. And L asks Emmett, where's the, you know, Law 101, whatever. And he tells, oh, okay, it's over there. And, and yeah, But I don't think dogs are allowed in the classroom. And she's like, mm-hmm. I'll have to drop Bruiser off so he can watch his shows. <laughs> Bruiser loves Days of Our Lives. <laughs> we then go to L's first class, 
with Professor Callahan. Callahan is a vampire shark, a vampire shark, because he has a taste for blood and sings about how they're how they should be unscrupulous, vicious bastards and bastardesses. Once you open your veins, kids, the great white Callahan wants blood in the water. He sings this whole song about how you need to be a shark and you need to go after weakness and you need to basically just be a douchebag. Yeah. Like an aggressive douchebag is, yeah. kind of, is kind of the overall theme of his song. He does have um, some decent points in the song about being like composed and not letting your emotions get to you, you know? Yeah. Um, which, sure, you know, practicing law, that's definitely a good point. But the rest of the time he's like, no. Go for the weakness. This old woman who yeah. had her money stolen, just put her on the court, call her a crazy person. Like, Lord. Yeah, just basically kind of engaging in unscrupulous law tactics and encouraging the next generation of lawyers to do the same. Yeah. Uh, he then calls on Elle to ask her a question about the assigned reading. Elle laughs about the assigned reading and not and the fact that she didn't read it. Callahan comments on her guts. You've got guts, Miss Woods. And how they're about to be ripped out. Fate. Fatality. <laughs> Damn it. Fight. <laughs> Emmett then tries to comfort Elle in the hall uh, by telling her, I've been kicked out of class before too, but you, you should, you know, go study and read. Mm -hmm. and he is trying to make her feel better. But then Vivian shows up and struck <laughs> and stuck between uh, two strong women Emmett runs away with his penis between his legs <laughs> when Vivian calls Elle a slut in so many words and says that she's and tells Elle that uh, Vivian is Warren's new girlfriend. Elle has a break from reality upon discovering that Warren has moved on. I said Warren again. Damn it. Warner. I am not in this show. Legally Warren. Legally Warren. That's the hey. episode title. It's, I think it is now. Right there. Hey, said it. Okay, so Elle has a break from reality, and her friends take time away from their busy Girls Gone Wild schedule to give Elle some bad advice in her hallucination. Her friends just, like, time freezes. Yeah. And her friends show up, and they do a, what was it, the Greek? They did a Greek chorus, which... A Greek chorus. And Lord. they're basically just singing, and it's supposed to be a time-stop hallucination for Elle, which, mm -hmm. those scenes I find very weird. Yeah. I feel, I'm... I find they feel very weird and they don't necessarily benefit the show because all it does is make Elle and her friends seem more like dumb, slutty bimbos. Yeah, and that's a big change that I yeah, did not like. They really are because, like, in this first one, they, they're giving her all this bad advice. Pull Vivian's hair. Call her a slut. Give Warren a lap dance. Warner. <laughs> I mean... I'm not, uh, yeah, um, okay, well, I won't make that joke. Uh, yeah, give <laughs> give Warner a lap dance. Um, we don't need people to know about our private lives, L, they, but L. <laughs> <laughs> I broke him. Uh, L should have a more positive, productive break from reality. Oh no, Vivian is taking War Warner away with implications of Nookie having. Quick, turn Warner's head with your red hot booty, says the voice in L's head. Because like they say, turn his head with your red hot booty. And that is funny, Vivian leading Warner away. Come on, Warner, let's go back to my room. Mm -hmm. But, but Kay, what could two adults who are dating do in a room together? I can show you off Mike. <laughs> Kay, 
14 and up. The 14-year-old's listening. You, you... Shut up, you old people. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't really care for... Uh... <laughs> that sounded like that hurt. Yes! Did you hurt your syrinx? Yes! Um, I really don't care for those weird hallucination bits. Yeah. And what... Oh, God. I'm thinking about it way too much because the implications are those definitely aren't actually her friends. Those are Elle's mental or subconscious projection of her friends and what she yeah. thinks they are. Which means that Elle just thinks her friends are a bunch of dumb, slutty... slutty party girls. Yeah, dumb, slutty bitches. Which, to be fair, all of the evidence indicates that that pretty yeah, much is they, what they are. They really kind of mess up those characters with this. Well, because in the but... movie, the friends have, like, no part. They're in yeah. the beginning, and they, they're, they're the like, end. a phone call in the middle, and then they're at the end. In the court scene. In the court scene. But other than that, they're they're hardly ever in it. Yeah. And they're more, like, ditzy, but not necessarily... I mean, one of them does talk about giving her professor a lap dance, and that's why she passed Spanish class. Yeah. But, I mean, they're definitely more mean-spirited in the show. Mm-hmm. Um... After her break from reality, Elle decides that being a blonde and being blonde and hot is a detriment to her future endeavor of stealing back a man who dumped her. <laughs> so she goes to see Paulette at the hair affair to become a brunette. Because that will make me smarter and, like, more serious. Because she has, like, serious feelings about Warner. So super duper serious, you guys. <laughs> Paulette tells Elle to pick her heart up off the floor. Paulette understands she's been there before because she got drunk and stayed with an Irishman for 10 years before he dumped her. Pretty much the same situation Elle is going through. Twinners! Um, <laughs> oh, Elle gets invited by Vivian to a totally legit costume party where she's going to wear a super secret weapon costume and win back Warner. And, man, I feel like I'm doing... I feel like my review of the show is a really bad review of the movie. But it's still a really bad review of the show. <laughs> yeah, because it's the... I mean, the movie's the same, just... The things that aren't too great about this are some of the changes that they made in translating it to a musical. That's the funny thing, is it makes me just want to go watch the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Paulette then has her break from reality and fantasizes about whiskey, leprechauns, and whales. I don't think I missed anything there. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> I'm sure that, that line just sounded like nonsense, but that's what she sings about. I will say, though, Paulette was one of my favorites, again, just because her character was good. She, she was a is good, hilarious. She was a good, supportive, comedic mm -hmm. uh, person. And Alto Pride. Oh, that's right, because you sing. Yeah. Yep, and both yeah, of us are was, Altos. Well, that was funny. I remember <laughs> in one point she had... It might have been this song. It was this song. She was, like, really belting out some notes, and you were funny because you were just like, she has a black woman's voice. Yeah. <laughs> you were just like... All right. Because, like, if if I have my eyes closed or if I'm just listening to the soundtrack or anything like that, it's like, oh, okay. And then it's, oh, no, she's, she is white and blonde, but it, no, has a voice like... <laughs> yeah. No, what's funny about that? This this will give people an indication of just, you know, not that, not that these nice folks listening need more reasons why I'm musically challenged, <laughs> but I will give them yet another uh, before I ever saw a picture of what Adele looked like, I thought she was black by the yeah. way she sang. Yeah. And then I felt really stupid when I was like, oh, that's Adele. She has a nice voice. <laughs> Moving on. 
So you F- were more interested when you thought she was black, and then you were like, Pfft. "That's actually kind of true." Um. <laughs> so, uh, after Paulette has her break from reality and fantasizing about whiskey, whiskey, whiskeyed up leprechauns riding whales, Vivian is an extra bitch in the musical. Super cold calculating and very keen like very focused on her future political landscape uh she when they're at the party she leaves to go do something cold and calculating and leaves warner by himself to get a beer l hops into the party and shakes her tail in front of warner and they sing about partying at their last school and you know for anybody who hasn't it's like who freaking hasn't seen the movie who's seen the musical and probably not the movie you know that joke mm-hmm. right there is great because she hops into the party because she's in a bunny outfit and she <laughs> shakes her tail in front of warner because she has a tail on her costume she's the playboy bunny i am a comedic genius <laughs> god i love you uh, i'm glad you do because i don't think anybody else would <laughs> but i also love you thank you for sticking with me in my in my horribleness you're not horrible oh just wait um (laughs) yes so after warner and l are singing about parting at their last school and how warner would chug on the beer bong and then l would hold his you know hold his hair or whatever pat him on the back when he was puking because he's a a wuss uh (laughs) vivian comes in and calls l a skank you know go home and take off your skank outfit or something along those lines and L sticks, see, and L sticks a angry female, an angry liberal feminist lesbian on Vivian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember exactly what she says, but uh, Gloria Steinem saying, yeah. "Are you calling Gloria Steinem a slut?" That's what she does, a skank. And yeah. Then, and uh, Enid Greenpeace gets up. She's like, "Who said that?" And she's like, "Vivian." And Enid's like, "Ah!" <laughs> and chases uh, Vivian off stage to, you know, a, presumably pin her down and bite her in the throat and drink her blood because she's a shark. Uh, (laughs) Elle breaks down on a bench after leaving the party and Emmett runs into her sobbing. He, well, I should, (laughs) there's a comma there. Emmett runs into her sobbing. He crushes (laughs) her sob story with his, with the boulder on his shoulder because he's driven as hell to give Elle a chip on her shoulder to study. That was a bit of a word salad on my part. Uh, Emmett, McBu- <laughs> Emmett McBuzzkill reminds Elle that her vacation plans can wait. So Emmett runs into Elle crying after being embarrassed by everybody. And he's like, oh yeah, it's so hard to be a rich, pretty blonde trying mm-hmm. to get into Harvard. He's like, yeah, well, I had a single mom with, you know, deadbeat mom's boyfriends. And I have yeah. worked two jobs and still go to law school and... He's like, I'm a self-made man, more or less. And she's like, that sounds really hard. He's like, yeah, it is really hard. You know, I think this song was one of the ones that I really liked. The songs with Emmett. Like, just Emmett and Elle together. Emmett was a good singer. He was a good singer Those were the ones that I was like, okay, I like this. You're doing a good job of doing, like, the passage of time, using music, and... You know, and it is one thing in the show, Emmett's character is more flushed out yeah. than he is in the movie, which I did appreciate, because we don't really hear anything about, you know, his childhood in yeah. the movie. He's just there. He's yeah, just, he's just the other guy. He's just the other guy. He's just there to be the, the positive 
male love interest. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to to get a little bit more of his backstory and his childhood mm-hmm. and be like, oh man, this guy's really come from nothing and has worked really, really hard to get where he is. And Yeah, I, I actually prefer that. So this is a point in the musical's favor Absolutely. versus the movie. <laughs> no contest. Um, and so Emmett's... I don't. I think he's tutoring her. Yeah, is that what he's doing. He's, he's helping tutor. Because he comes back to her place, not in that way, and yeah. makes her get rid of a bunch of stuff. He's like, "You're gonna have to make some changes to your life if you want to be serious about this law thing." Yeah. And she has to skip some holidays. Can't go back home to be with her family. And Emmett shows uh, his appreciation for how hard she's been working by giving her a bottle of hair care goop. L rubs it in Warner's face by showing him up in front of Count Callahan Sharkula, much to the disgust of Vivian. Good job, little Miss Woods, comma, L. So, <laughs> yeah, he literally gives her a bottle of shampoo with conditioner. Yes, it's it's a combo, which yeah. saves time. Yeah, and, and yeah, a combo, it saves time. And then the next scene when she's in class with uh, everybody, it's a great scene in the movie as well. Um, where they're talking about this one case with a sperm donor who wanted to have rights as a father for the, the child that resulted from his sperm. And she does the whole, like, why this, why now? Why this child? Why this sperm? You know, kind of thing. And the, did he keep records of, of every masturbatory, mastub- of every he... ejaculation? Yeah. Or <laughs> did he not? And then she basically says, well, if all sperm is sacred, then he randomly, you know, he He's neglected the sperm that ended up in tissues in the trash can. Yep. Uh, and I like, like that line. Good job! You win yeah. your case! And everybody's like, leg gasp! <laughs> and uh, I love that scene in the movie. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, what's funny is it's much... Okay, so the, the musical will take some of the really good scenes from the movie and squish them down. Yeah. And then it takes some really nonsense or not good scenes and then stretches them out. Yeah. And it's really bizarre. Yeah. But... Elle is feeling empowered after crushing it in Callahan's class, mm-hmm. and she goes with Emmett and Paulette to the angry Irishman's castle to get Paulette's dog back. <laughs> the giant leprechaun's ass tells Paulette she can't have her dog, she can't see it either. Elle uh, needs Emmett to give her a legal idea, which she didn't need that in the movie. Yeah. I didn't like that part. I didn't like, either. Elle, they were together for ten years, and she's like, oh, legal advice. Yeah. Um, but she comes to that conclusion on her own in the movie, which I thought was better. Uh, and I think in the movie she's got uh, Enid Greenpeace with her instead of Emmett. I don't think so. I think it's just her and Paulette. Oh, maybe it is. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's just her it's and It's been a while since yeah, I've it, seen the movie. Same. It's been a while for me, but I'm pretty and sure. I get the wires crossed between one and two because I watch both of those equally, so... <laughs> I still need to see the second one. Yeah. But um, she gets reminded that they've been together for ten years, and she goes, Oh, common law marriage! And she tells the angry Irishman that she's Paulette's attorney and that you two had a common law marriage and therefore she is entitled to 50% of your shit because this is, this is, this is America. And, uh, she's able to get Paulette's dog back, which is really good. And Elle realizes that she likes helping the little guy. This is what it means to be a lawyer, to help the underdog, the downtrodden. Her high is then crushed by Warner proposing to Vivian in front of her in the wake of being picked as being a baby shark in Callahan's new murder case. 
Elle then shakes off the sadness when Emmett shows her that she's on the team as well. She then sticks up, uh, sticks it up Warner's ass by uh, not so subtly saying that he's not that great of a lay. Damn! Get Warner some water for that burn! Hey, Callahan! There may not be blood in the water, but Warner's just been roasted! What's that smell? What's that smell? Oh, it's Warner being toasted! So, uh... Oh, my god! We get to see Brooke advertising her so we okay so the callahan's new murder case is for i think it's brooke windham yes brooke windham and she's some fitness guru who has a fitness empire and she's being charged with murdering her husband and uh in i guess it's like research for the case they're watching quote-unquote watching one of her um fitness videos Mm -hmm. and so we get to see brooke advertising her magnificent multi-tool it's a jump rope a strangulation device a spine shatterer (laughs) and a fitness weapon (laughs) because she does that in the thing she's like you jump rope with it and then if you get attacked you can choke the son of a bitch and then you can hit him in the back and shatter his spine so he's in a wheelchair forever and then you can jump rope some more so that you can burn all of that fat off your body and fit in your swimsuit this summer so, uh, Callahan is upset because he says that Brooke won't take a plea because she claims to be innocent, and it peeves him off. He assumes that she's too stupid to know what's best, uh, and she needs a big, strong man to make decisions for her. Callahan tasks his team with taking some, with, uh, talking some sense into Brooke. Emmett and the baby sharks go to see Brooke, but she and the other, but she and her nutcracker butt will not give an alibi. After Brooke throws out the baby shark wrangler, Emmett, Elle communicates with Brooke in Delta Nui's. <laughs> the sisters bond and engage in their secret handshake, which makes Brooke tell Elle that she couldn't have killed her husband because she was getting the fat sucked out of her butt with a straw. <laughs> Everyone on the legal team is super excited Elle got the alibi, but they are, like, super duper upset that she won't, like, tell them the alibi because she doubled she doubled Delta Do. Double Delta knew promise that she wouldn't tell the alibi. Warner is like, break your promise. And Elle is like, no. And Warner and Callahan are like, women. That's more or less how that's going. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Emmett and Elle get yelled at by Callahan for not being sharky enough. Elle reminds Emmett that they can win the case without the alibi. But first, Emmett needs a makeover. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, they're in the prison scene, and talking to Brooke, they're like, tell us your alibi. No! If you put me on the stand, I'll lie! Okay, crazy bitch. And then they leave, and that's when Mm. Elle is able to, to, uh, Delta Nu whisper her way into, (laughs) into Brooke's good graces. Mm -hmm. And Brooke divulges her liposuction alibi. But she's like, I can't ruin my career if it comes out that I'm a fraud. It tends to be what happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So, uh, but then the reason Callahan gets mad at Emmett is because he's like, you had one job. Do my job for me. You haven't been doing my job for me well enough. So he gets mad at Emmett. Emmett Callahan way more douchey in this because I remember him being... I remember it being that he was so likable that what happens later makes you go, Oh, you son of a bitch. 
that one. So a joke regarding the movie. You look at Callahan and goes, Jesus, how far are you fallen? Because <laughs> the actor <laughs> yes! who plays Callahan yes! is Jesus yes! in Godspell. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. I'm bowing. Yes! I'm bowing. Thank you. Yes! And I got a, I got a. Oh my God. Yes. I got a laying clapping <laughs> ovation from Kay. I'm so proud of you. Aww, <laughs> Kay is proud of me, guys. Oh my god. Oh my god, you guys. Kay is proud of me. Um. Yes. So we've covered uh, that part right there. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Emmett. Okay, so they got yelled at. Emmett and L go to get Emmett some new threads. Mm-hmm. Emmett complains a bit, and L says, "Take it like a man." Elle seems to get off on dressing up men. Oh my god, they're like life-size Ken dolls! <laughs> Elle and Emmett have a moment. Aww. And I think Emmett's glad he took it like a man. So I didn't do a song on the intro for this because I wanted to do it here. Okay. I took time to type this out while you are in the bathroom. Oh god. Emmett took it like a man with all the fashion of retail outlets. Like a man with all the cost of three months rent. Like a man with a fancy silken tie. Now he's serious as heat stroke at Lagoon. Song could be better if I practiced it a little bit. <laughs> For those who aren't in Utah, Lagoon is like a Utah Six Flags, more or less. Oh my god. Yeah. And the time to go is in summer when it's hot as balls and I don't want to go. Uh, so, that scene is, is nice. It's just Emmett getting dressed mm-hmm. up by L, and he's looking all snazzy in his new threads yeah. and looking like a professional, serious lawyer. Yeah, and, and the uh, Emmett scenes are good. Yeah, they're the good, good additions. Thank I actually, you. I actually, what's funny about that is in the movie, he's already got the lawyer look. Yeah, I actually wouldn't have mind seeing that like in the movie, like yeah. her helping him by taking him to get serious up. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's the only way I could put it. So after the uh, Emmett transformation scene. We are now blessed with a stripper walk by a UP ass man. <laughs> he sure knows how to handle his package delivery oh my God. for Paulette, <laughs> who feels too nervous to take to talk to such a handsome guy. She's so emotionally distraught by the whole thing that she has a shared break from reality <laughs> with L, and they get a prep top from the mental from the mental preps. From the mental prep squad who give Paulette some some bendy, snappy advice. Hey, Paulette, the way to the way to get a guy to notice you is to show him your ass. And then, uh, yeah, I hate the uh, bend and snap song. Honestly, I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's like twofold. One, I feel like, hey, ladies, you know how we hate being judged solely on our physical appearance? Well, let's use our physical appearance in a song to get attention from men. <laughs> That's, it's just, yeah, like, unless you're one of those kind of empty-headed, vapid people who, like, the only thing that you have is your looks, Mm -hmm. those are the only people who are, like, that's their whole world, is how do I look, kind of thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're super gorgeous, if you're Mm empty-headed, 
you need to be able to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. It, like, ugh, just okay. Anyway, my enough, enough, enough. Warren ranting about about Valley Tots. Um, I the other thing I don't like about the bend and snap is that if I ever saw someone do a bend and snap, I don't think this would ever work on me. Like if I saw someone do a bend and snap, I would just be worried they were having a seizure because it's mm-hmm. like bend and snap. It's like whoa, that person just shot up and put their hands up like a a, a, a disabled Tyrannosaurus. Like what is? Are well, they okay? And what's what's kind of funny? Is it muscle cramp? Do you need some potassium? Like, this scene kind of reminds me of why, like this show, the movie was such a product of the early two thousands, like late nineties, early two thousands. And with this, they flip flop between the time periods, so you're seeing references to The Apprentice, but then they keep trying to make it be like the movie and. There's a drastic change in culture of women and in culture of everything. It does have a bit of an identity crisis. It does. It really does. So it's one of those, like, there are parts that are so good, but then there are parts with the identity crisis that you just go, no, make up your mind. On a side note, um, the bend and snap can also be utilized as a weapon Mm -hmm. displayed by Paulette, who uses it to crush the face of the UP ass man. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's a great scene in the movie. It's kind of awkward and clunky in the show, but that's it's it's fine. I think that they could have done without the Greek chorus in this. I think in some shows it works, and then in other shows it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yep. And uh, after Paulette breaks the face of her uh, of her future baby daddy, spoilers. <laughs> we are now joined. We now join L and the baby sharks along with their daddy shark in the courtroom where Pool Boy lies about being Brooke's lover. Elle thinks that Pool Boy is gay, because her ass had no effect on him other than boredom. <sighs> and uh, I, that scene, we were actually talking about this before, that scene's better in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she's like talking on the phone and she's getting ready to use the drinking fountain. He cuts in front of her and mm-hmm. starts drinking and she's tapping her shoe. And then he like finishes drinking, wipes off his mouth, and he's like, Don't you tap your little last season discount shoes on me, Blondie. And she's mm-hmm. like, These aren't discounted. And she's like, <gasps> Only gay men know about women's shoes. And it's true. It's, well, well I mean, there are straight men who know about women's shoes. The, can you I, find me one? Can you find me one? You know, okay, just, this This is an open challenge. This is an open challenge. Anybody you know, if we can ever come across one straight man who knows about women's shoes, I will concede this. I don't know. I just, I feel, this scene <laughs> kind of... It bugs me for a lot of reasons. This scene bugs me more in the point I'm about to get to. Because, like, they do it better in the movie. Yeah. But in the the show, it's very heavy-handed, and it's very... I, I don't like to use the term politically correct, but I would definitely say it's very, um... tropish and insensitive? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Like, they go... Cause, Falls to the wall with they the go, insensitivity on this. Uh, yeah, because it's like it's more because it's it's so much quicker and uh, it's much more quicker and focused and well paced in the movie. But in this, they have a whole song about mm. is the pool boy gay? Is he not gay? Which oh my god, with gosh. the whole courtroom speculating and, that, and it's like yeah, and no, uh, this is uncomfortable. 
you know, and I, I ruined my own setup, which is normal for me, because we now have a song that tackles a topic that is so deeply rooted in the fabric of our country's core. Is the pool boy gay or European? God. A question worthy of a courtroom and a song. Uh, yeah, so, like, the whole thing is, let's out this guy. Yeah, let's out this guy to prove our, our point. I mean, to be fair, perjury is is Yeah, perjury deal. is illegal, like, but and, it's like... And the, the reality, like, in the court case, he's being paid by the daughter to, yeah, lie, to lie and say that he was having an affair with Brooke to establish a motive why she would kill her husband. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a serious thing, and if... And you know what? Hey, you know what? I'm going to go the opposite way. If this gay man is willing to lie in court for money to make an innocent woman go to jail, screw him. I, screw I him. I hate that the boyfriend takes him back immediately after, immediately. too. It's so much better in the movie. In the movie, he leaves him. And it's... I mean, Chuck, Chuck is just, he's just a friend. You bitch! No, no, Chuck, wait! Like, yeah. It's way better but in there. It's, but then it's they have... so short, and it's, it's not this long, drawn-out bullcrap. Because I just sit there and I go, what's his life going to be like now that he's outed? Because chances are he probably was not out to anyone other than his boyfriend. And even though, again, he committed perjury, I'm still just thinking about the, his life's going to suck. Uh, he's probably, I mean, to be fair, he's probably looking at some jail time at the very least. Jail time, but also, like, family. If he's, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting too much into the... Let's let's not out this dude. <laughs> Welcome to Tangent, the podcast within a podcast, where we speculate on the sexuality and the re re the repercussions of this character's life inside of this show. That... A character that gets a song and dance number that he shouldn't have had because, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I only have the note about. This is actually one of the smaller notes, just us. Us talking about this scene is about 20 times longer than what I actually wrote regarding the mm. pool boy. But it's shorter than the actual song. <laughs> it's shorter than the actual song. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Came with that razor wit. Um, so after the song and dance gay or European song, uh, Emmett and Elle get a toast uh, to the power of gaydar. Callahan bites Warner's... Warner, I almost said Warren's. Callahan bites Warner's balls off in front of the rest of the baby sharks and sends him to bleed in the water and get Daddy a coffee. So don't like him being called Daddy. He's Daddy Shark because he's a shark and those are his baby sharks. He's and Daddy what Shark. What he tries to do in a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, vampire shark Count Succula now shows off how much he well sucks by <laughs> making a move on L and kissing her. She slaps him, and he tells her. She's dumb, and to get out. But Daddy Shark, you just praised her for her instincts. Her instinct was to smack the creepy old guy. I think that's a pretty good damn, pretty damn good instinct. Yeah. Elle sings her sad song, and while singing her sad song, she runs into Emmett and tries to leave. She tells Emmett what, she tells Emmett what happened, and he tries to help her. Elle shows herself the door, just in time for Emmett to sing about how he wants to subpoena her love. And... What? Uh, what? She objects, because she's still in the middle of her sad song. My spider sense is telling me that they'll end up together. Yeah, probably. You know, this was another scene that was good. Like, I liked this. Uh, it's handled more or less the same way in the movie, but you don't have the part in the movie where he's like, 
I think I love you. But more or less. Yeah. Like he, he but has like that, they, they, this, inner monologue this part was still good, and it was kind of a nice, uh, like, with translating it to a musical, this scene translated well. Yes. This absolutely. scene, amazing. This, good job. This was a good ex- job. Yeah. This is one of the times when they chose a song that fit the scenario, that actually moved the story and helped develop. Like, this was an actual good. Yeah thing to have yeah you know what wasn't a good thing to have the next is he gay scene? or european well, yeah or oh, the gay or, or european well, let's see let's see what do the notes say about the next scene okay so we cut to the up ass man and rufus rufus is paulette's dog because i haven't mm-hmm. mentioned that previously who paulette thanks for being all handsome and nice duty calls but his phone must have been on silent but it's necessary for him to leave so the plot can continue <laughs> The scene then continues. Elle shows up to tell Paulette she's le- I can stop doing that voice now. Elle shows up to tell Paulette <laughs> she's leaving and appears and uh, and appearing like a guardian angel is Vivian to say, like hell you're leaving. I've got a bomb ass song to sing about how I was wrong about you. Elle gets supercharged by Vivian and Paulette's belief in her and she engages in a pink power transformation. Elle has reached her final form. All that is left is for the final boss battle. But first... Paulette needs a river dance scene with God. her UPS man who so finds stupid. out after she finds out he's part leprechaun. Yeah, this is one of those scenes that we were talking about that is like completely not needed. You could have done a song somewhere else in the show mm-hmm. that would have been better because she she's singing about, oh, I now have this handsome lug who's, was it Cody, his name? Corey? Was like, uh, okay, whatever. Kevin. Kevin. Well, Kevin, Cody, Corey, B. Oh, oh, Harris O'Hanley or something like that. Something like Some that. Some Irish last name, and then she asked, "What's the B stand for?" Goes Braden, which is Irish as hell. <laughs> it's a good name. I like name Braden. But like it, it just is. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, the bit with Vivian, great. Yeah, that was a good Cut scene. Cut it there. That was a good scene. Her coming in to be like, no, you're not leaving. Like I was wrong about you. You're a tough as hell woman. Who... I like that better than the movie. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> Well, but what's, then it goes to worse. What's interesting in the Vivian in the movie versus the uh, musical? In the musical, she is she projects herself as a alpha female, like mm-hmm. she is a tough, assertive, not taking shit from anyone woman. Yeah. In the movie, she's a little bit more quiet, and reserved. She's more snide and cutting. Yeah. She's more like, I just I don't know the way she presents herself. She's never the loud one in the room getting attention. Like, yeah. even when she's talking and, com- and she never commands presence. Yeah. In the show, she freaking commands presence. Well, and the other thing, too, is they kind of get rid of the... Because there's... If I remember right, there's where Warner breaks her heart. And Vivian? Yeah, I think I remember something like that happening, and so they have a little bit of a bonding, and that's why Vivian gets so mad at her in the movie. And they take that out so you don't have that moment. Because they do have a little bit of a oh Warner's a jerk and I don't remember them breaking up and the m- they I don't think they break up but I think she has like a Ugh, this man he I sucks guess. and she's yeah. like well because especially you know she has the scene when uh, Warner is pressuring L to give up Brooks' mm-hmm. alibi and she's like I gave her my word and he's like so what yeah and then Vivian tells her like you know I think that's very classy of you yeah. That you, you kept, you're keeping your word. Yeah. You know, when the easier thing would be to just give the alibi. Um, 
Anyway, that tangent aside... Uh, the musical goes on a tangent. The musical does go on tangent, so I shouldn't feel bad. That, speaking of which, that river dance scene completely just... Nothing about that scene was necessary. It really wasn't. And Absolutely I, nothing. And not to criticize... <laughs> Not to criticize the performers, because I know river dancing is hard, mm-hmm. which is why river dancing should only be done by people who train to river dance, because the river dancing yes. in that scene was kind of not very good. Yeah. It's because they're not river dancers. Yeah. It's like, they shoehorn in a river dance scene, because they're like, ha ha, she likes Irish, and he's Irish, let's river dance. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, just, that, that was dumb. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. You stop that. So Elle shows up to tell Paulette she's leaving. Oh, pah, sorry, I just did that one. Ha ha, ha, ha. Ignore me! Um. <laughs> okay. The final battle is underway when Brooke fires Daddy Shark in the courtroom and hires Pink Baby Shark, who is ready to cut her teeth on the meat of this case. Will she sink or will she swim? Will she bite off a prime cut of a career or will she be chum in the bucket of failure? Find out next episode of Legally Blonde. Z. <laughs> I'm putting more care into my jokes than this show did into its everything. Uh, not not true. I know that singing and dancing is very hard and people have to practice a lot. But that's the thing, too, is I feel like that all the talent in this show was really good. I yeah. feel like that that was the thing. I feel like some executive somewhere, they're sitting there going... We have this already established successful franchise that we're turning into a theater, uh, a theater uh, production. production of. Thank you. And they went out and they scouted some seriously awesome talent, mm-hmm. really, really good talent. And then they yep. didn't give them the proper, the proper music and choreography to do them justice. Like that's the thing. My criticism of this show is that the actors are too good for the show. Mm-hmm. Like, they are not being properly presented, or properly represented with the material. Mm-hmm. And that's the highest compliment that I can pay to them. Because I thought they were all really good. Yeah. Like, they all did a really good job. Uh, uh, I can't remember her name. Is it Brandy? Brady? Or um, Bundy? Bundy, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, she was great. Mm-hmm. Like, she did a really good job. Uh, Paulette did a really good job. Emmett did a really good job. I can go on and on. Everybody did a really good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there we go. Sorry. That tangent over. Uh, we're now <laughs> getting into the final battle. Oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. Brooke's stepdaughter committed homicide. Brooke <laughs> is innocent. It's the truth. Warner proposes, but Elle cuts him loose. Oh my God, you guys. So, <laughs> a classic scene, of course, is in the show is Elle gets up on there and at first she's kind of floundering a bit. She's nervous. Like, oh. It's all on me. Ah, ah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, her blonde sense tingles when the woman was like, I went and got a perm and then got in the shower. And she's yeah. like, wait a minute. That doesn't track. So that she pins her into admitting that she lied uh, and then pushing on, on Bridget's stepdaughter. I can't remember the woman's name. She gets her to confess that I didn't mean to shoot my dad. I thought it was you. Yeah. And of course, you know, she hates daddy's wife because she's younger than her. Yeah. Thing. And it's like, well, you're like, whatever. I'm like, okay. 
That's some... You hear that kind of family drama, and it's mm. like, oh, it's so sad that yeah. you live in this life where rich daddy is marrying a hot young new mommy. It's like, oh, it's so sad for you. And especially because about... Brooke loved her dad. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> he did love her, too. Uh, Brooke did love her husband, you know. Uh, she just liked the old men, you know. Mm -hmm. well, sure, maybe she. Maybe there's some deeper underlying uh, need for a positive father figure. It's there's some okay. Shit it's in okay there. to like older men. Except for you. You're not allowed... You're not allowed to like older men. Not until I'm an old man. Then you can like me. That's why I have to keep you away from the nursing home. Kay's a geriophile, y'all. You didn't need to know that. Kay likes wrinkles and spots. Smile lines. Silver hair. No, Kay. No. I will get there eventually, okay? Just be patient. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, after uh, Brooke is cleared and is found to be innocent, um, we then cut three years later to the graduation. Mm -hmm. And, oh my God, you guys, Paulette and UP Assman are <laughs> at Elle's graduation three years later? And they're married! They have two kids, plus one on the way. I guess, uh... I guess that the UP ass man had more than one package for Paulette. <laughs> Special delivery. He overnighted it himself. Over and over and over again. At least three times, because babies. Don't get mad at me. That's just biology. Everyone is super happy at the graduation, except for Warner, because he's a tool, now a broken tool. <laughs> Elle proposes to Emmett in front of everyone, and they make kissy faces in celebration. I actually really loved that scene. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that they do it in the movie through a, a freeze frame, whatever it's called, like yeah, po postscript, the postscript thing. type stuff. Uh, but I thought that was fabulous i love yes. seeing stuff like that where it kind of flips the uh the gender stereotypes mm -hmm. you know because it's always man proposing to woman and she was like uh-uh like she and she did it yeah there. and he was like oh my god oh my god like l proposed and he said yes. yes it was i thought that was really cute i yeah. like that a lot and then uh but my overall thoughts for this show oh my god oh my god you guys oh my god oh my god you guys this show makes you want to go watch the movie it does like it it in a way, it reminds me of the things that I liked in the movie, but then there are some scenes that did take me out of the show that yeah, absolutely. they could have done without. Absolutely. I think that, because, like, yeah, musicals, the main thing about a musical is to have songs sung by the characters, but, like, I don't know, like, you don't need to have that many songs in a show unless it's a song through and this was not. Well, and I'm, you know, on it, and I, okay, I feel like I should never have any ground to disagree with you on anything musical related, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's what I do. Um, I disagree with that only, but I'm going to tweak it a little bit. It's not the volume of the, mm -hmm. the songs, it's the quality. Yeah. Because they did... They did have too many, uh, I want to say, ill-conceived and mm -hmm. executed parts. Yeah. Because there were other parts that it's like, you could have had, you know, songs and more relevant things, or you could have, like, shortened some of the, the needless ones. Yeah. Kind of thing. Because, like, the, the part where Elle is doing her, 
the one one that really annoyed me was when the Harvard um, law guys are like, we're not going to take L. Yeah. And she, she didn't even send in a uh, an essay. And then she comes in, here's my essay! And she yeah. has this whole song and dance number. By the end of that, her two like cheerleader friends are like grinding on the other two mm-hmm. lawyers in the back. It's mm-hmm. like, like, it's one of those things like, stuff like that's nah, not, that's not necessary. Like, yeah. I actually had, I, I'm trying to remember who it was that told me this, but with musical theater, you don't want to have just songs to have songs. That's exactly right. It needs to be, the emotion is so high or whatever is going on that all you can do is sing it. And so it's better if you only have like five songs in a show, fine. But those five songs generally are going to be more like, and now I have to sing because mm-hmm. this is what I have to do. Whereas with this, it was like, oh, that's right, we're a musical. We've got to have another song and yeah. another song and another song. And it's like, no, you're because you're not a sung through. You're not just singing all the way through where the whole song is portrayed through music. And you're cutting away to songs needlessly. And so I would much have rather them just shorten the amount of songs. Like, if you're not going to do high quality for all of your songs have a lower volume. You know, and if you're going to go that route, you could even have more part to, to, to give the illusion that there's more singing in it. You could even have more parts where it's kind of sung through too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would transitioning <laughs> transitioning into song parts or coming out of song parts, you could have mm-hmm. the sung through part just to kind of pad out the yeah musical. Do like what Rent did. Because Rent kind of had that in the yeah, stage yeah. version that Rent, we saw. That's a very good way of putting it. Maybe that's why I'm thinking of is because we did Rent so recently. Yeah. But yeah, Rent has that, that same part where they'll like do some some uh, speak singing. Yeah. You know, before they actually do the song or in between the songs and yeah. stuff like that. So if you're going to do that, then do that. But like with Rent, pretty much all of the songs have a purpose. With this, the songs only purpose was to sing and entertain without like adding anything to the plot for a lot of the songs. You know something that's really funny about the both of us? Hmm. We are both very visual when we talk and we use our hands a lot to gesture <laughs> that these fine people at listening at home and in the car and at the gym and at work have no no, no idea what no our idea hands what are doing. doing. They have no idea what my hands are doing right now <laughs> when I talk about how great K is. <laughs> and they'll never know. That's, that's between you and me right now. That's good radio. That's Jesus good radio Christ. right there when your audience doesn't know what's going on. Oh my god. <laughs> so overall, uh, I would really say that this show objectively speaking like if i hadn't seen um legally blonde the movie mm-hmm. i would say that this and this is my only exposure to that uh intellectual property i would probably say that this show is completely middle of the row like yeah it, it is it is just right there in the middle mm-hmm. um overall there are parts in it of course that are better and other parts that are worse mm-hmm. but overall it's just straight average yeah uh which i think is really unfortunate because like i've said multiple times in this uh review that 
there's some really remarkable talent in yeah. there. Really remarkable talent. And I hope that the people who did, you know, I hope the talent in this show did go on to have continued successful careers because yeah. they're very skilled. Like, they're mm-hmm. very skilled and they they deserve it. Like, they, they're obviously very hard workers who have a lot of potential. Yeah. And I just feel bad that the material they were given was not up to their potential. Mm-hmm. It's It's what happens when you have super talented people with okay stuff but not great like yeah um what also didn't help us is that we were watching the mtv version with the cutting in from the two hosts and that goodness gracious but you made a very good point about mtv airing that (laughs) (laughs) That this was the most MTV that they had been this in is, decades. This is the yes. This is because we watched this. Like Kay had said, it was aired uh, MTV. This is the most MTV thing that MTV has done because it is music television. Yes. If MTV wants to live up to their real name, they should play musicals, mm-hmm. not music videos. Musicals, because that's real music television. Oh my gosh, um, that would be a vehicle. It's too bad that this show didn't do as well because that would have been how you would get these shows to a wider audience. Air them on MTV. Yeah. Do this instead of real world because I guarantee oh, you would enjoy this more. God. <laughs> MTV. MTV is like... MTV, like, MTV is like a cesspool of television. It, 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 really, ha- it really has become that because... I've yeah. seen jokes before where it's like, does anybody remember what the M in MTV stands for? Because... No, like, they don't. They don't play <sighs> anything. Dead Kennedys had no idea how bad MTV was going to get. <laughs> they're, they're a band that has a song, MTV, Get Off the Air. Oh, one of, nice. I, I, I kind of like Dead Kennedys. But anyway, yeah, this, I mean... Are you... Car- where were you the day JFK was shot? Did you just say my real name? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Gonna have to bleep that out. Beep. <laughs> but, Shit. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm torn with case, this because I. Where were you the day JFK was shot? If you like dead Kennedys. It's not. Good lord. Too soon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know. <laughs> This is going to get really blue, but my dad's balls hadn't descended yet, so. (laughs) You weren't even a twinkle in your father's eye. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Um, I'm I'm torn with how I rate this show because some of the songs are really fun, and I was entertained, but some of the stuff I am like, "Mm." See, that's the thing, is that the show was, like, the show's not... A bad musical. Yeah. It's just a. Eh, it's musical. an okay. It's musical. just an. It's just a completely average musical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, which is unfortunate. Because mm-hmm. uh, the movie's great, and the yeah. musical is, in my mind at least, the musical is definitely lesser than the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, hard to follow the movie though. Yeah, it's, it's just really true. hard because, like, so people like the way that the characters are portrayed in the musical were some of my worst enemies in school. <laughs> so it's hard for me to like a show like that. Oh, right. And 
with Legally Blonde, when I first was watching the movie, I was expecting it to be more like them, and so I was really like, oh, I like this. And so during the musical, there were so many mean-spirited moments yeah. that it was hard for me to get into it was hard liking some of these characters. No, absolutely. Like, there were times it was hard for me to view a character... Uh, as a hero, as yeah. the hero, you know, or like in a positive light, because it's like, well, you're such a bitch. Like, yeah. I don't want things to work out for you. Yeah. And like, Elle gets better through the musical. She but... does. She does, but she's nowhere near as bad as her friends. Oh like, my God. <laughs> they're just the worst. Yeah. Um, but oh my, oh my God. So, so when we were watching this, I tried not to let it affect my, and I, I don't, I think I was pretty successful in not letting mm-hmm. it affect my, my view on the musical, but in between, like, what would normally be commercial breaks uh, mm-hmm. when this was airing, they have the most annoying MTV tots to describe what we just saw on screen. Like, oh, my God. So Elle just did this. What's going to happen next? Oh, my God. If you love that. Oh, my God. Here comes mm-hmm. this hot seat. Oh, my God. That's so romantic. Like, it's just. I think this I think... might have murdered the Valley Girl. Because I haven't seen Valley Girl stuff since 2007. You know, um, probably contributed to the downfall. This probably did. But it, it that alone was, that was probably my least favorite thing of this yeah. entire thing was just the annoying ass women they had in between. Because mm-hmm. they were just, they, they were, they were, they contributed nothing. Yeah. They were there to be young hot chicks on stage being like, Oh my gosh! Here's what's next. It's like they're mm-hmm. they're, they're monotone and like yeah, they that was that was a definite so weak point annoying. there. And luckily, if you saw this on Broadway, you wouldn't have seen it. But I true, I thought it was kind of sad. Every commercial break, they were like, "Buy tickets through this link, please, <laughs> <laughs> please buy tickets, please, God, please, please buy tickets." We have spent so much money, not as much as the show that we're going to be watching next week, but dear God. Um, I do have a question for you. When mm-hmm. you were doing your research regarding the show, because mm-hmm. uh, you said before, like, the show ran on Broadway, and then it stopped, and they did the whole sh- the whole Finding the Next L Woods thing. Oh, so it didn't stop when they did Finding the Next oh. L Woods. It was just the end of Bundy's run with the show. So they oh. were recasting because she was like, okay, I've oh. got to move on to bigger, better things. Got you. Okay. So so Bundy was not the person who won the show to get... No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... Bundy was cast before and then they were like, oh crap, who are I... we going to get? I misunderstood then. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> But the show, other than changing the main character, is largely unchanged, right? Mm-hmm. Same song, same all that stuff. Yeah. You know, which is unfortunate, because you probably could have done with one or two tweaks when you were doing a whole mm-hmm. show about trying to find the next... Okay. Yeah. We ranted way too much about rant-worthy <laughs> things. Uh, <laughs> you had said, our next show. Oh, yes. What is the next show? So, next week, um, our episode's going to be coming out. The day after your birthday. I wanted to come out on my birthday. I mean, we can switch to Tuesday for that day if you want to, but... Uh, we'll keep it on Wednesday. Okay. So, we, um... I know that I talked about this show both when we were first coming up with this podcast, as well as a couple of times I've mentioned that it exists, <laughs> and I know who your favorite superhero <laughs> is, 
So we are going to be covering a show that uh, went insanely over budget, has some of the most insane injury histories. We're going to be watching Spider-Man Into the Dark. <laughs> or turn off the dark, not into the dark. Sorry. But yeah, Spider-Man. I am so excited. This this is... Oh I really hope this doesn't let you down. Oh, but... no, 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 no. It will, because I know that the show... I know the show... <laughs> let's give it the... The show is not still going on. Yeah. So that I, I know... <laughs> if the show was really good, it would still be going, because money. Um... But that was the thing is I remember watching TV and seeing this was years ago of course mm. watching TV and seeing a commercial for the Spider-Man musical and even <laughs> though I had never seen a music well I shouldn't say that I had seen musicals um, at but that point they were all against my will because um, uh-huh. it was school stuff so before that point you know cut back to past Warren uh, I had never seen a musical of my own choice I had never seen a musical I went that. I want to go see that on a Saturday afternoon. That's what I want to do. I saw the trailer, a commercial for the Spider-Man musical, and was super excited. Mm-hmm. Wanted so bad to see it. And then I was like, God damn it, it's in New York and I'm a kid. I'm not, there's no way anyone's going to take me to New York to see the Spider-Man musical. I was just like, well, shit, I'll never see it. Yep. And now I will. Thanks yep. to you! Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So thank you guys for hopping in and listening to us again this week. And hopefully uh, you enjoyed the show. Uh, I actually really enjoyed uh, criticizing that one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I enjoyed the musical, but I also enjoyed going after some of the flaws in the show. Because every show has its flaws. That's true. Every single show. That's fair. I mean... and that's the thing is the biggest thing I have said at nauseum about the show is my biggest thing was like, man, it didn't live up to the talent that they had. Yeah. That was my biggest gripe is I was mm-hmm. like, man, this could have been better. Like I wanted, I wanted it to be mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. I want, like, I didn't want it to fail. I did not. And yeah. I did. Yeah. For me, definitely kind of did. Mm-hmm. So nowhere near as bad as other shows we've done because oh, it's middle God, of the no. road. It's, it is. It's still, it is. It's right still passing. Middle. Yeah. It's. <laughs> That's the thing, is it, it's, as far as musicals go, like, it's, ticks all the boxes, it is a musical, it is not stellar, it is not groundbreaking, it is not thought-provoking, it is a little cringe-inducing on some parts. Yeah, because they tried to update it, but then didn't, and... I guess, I guess, overall, it's Mm shrug-worthy. Yeah, the music's fun, music's fun, but some of the songs aren't, some of the lyrics are kind of... Shrug-worthy. Yeah. So, um, we, we just, we want to thank you guys again and again and again and again, um, for everything, for all of your support with this show, for the Twitter comments, for the reviews, for, uh, those of you who've been following us on Facebook and Twitter and who have, uh, joined in our Patreon and... We want to really extend our deep, deep, deep thanks to our Playbill sponsor Jasmine Wu and our crew and our crew uh, stage crew sponsor Bianucci. We both very much appreciate you yeah. two. Like you know, we we got you guys right away, and you've stuck around, and we really really appreciate it. And uh, you know, for for people out there who 
like our show and they're kind of like, you know, I wish that I could, I could help you guys out, but I just don't have the means. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not true. You do have the means to help us. Just go on your, where you get your podcasts, Apple, uh, iTunes, those places and give us a five-star review and just, you know, just help us, uh, spread the word and reach a larger audience. Cause... Yeah. Cause you know, we'd, we'd prefer if we were to make money on this, we'd prefer it to be like, you know, Harry's or somebody saying, hey, sell our razors. We'd rather take rich people's money. Kay and I would, <laughs> Kay and I would love to sell out and take some corporate money, you know, because then, because then we'd be like agents working within the machine, man. Like we're just, we're secret agents. Yeah, we take their money, but we're there for the little guy. We're there for the guy on the ground floor, the downtrodden. Would rather that than people, you know, having to shell out. However, for our patron, Patreon sponsors, for our stage crew sponsors, um, the Tony Award episode, we are still going to do that one. It's just taking a little bit longer. And I was actually saving up to uh, tell Warren what we're going to be doing a, uh, a episode on until we were recording, because I didn't want you to get spoiled. I wanted the, uh, the reaction from you. What the hell is that? Is that... What the hell is that? The weirdest new marketing trends in branded musical. No freaking... Wh- is this a Carl's Jr. musical? Yes. Why? Who's... <laughs> so we'll do a reaction to that for our uh, patron sponsors because this will be definitely <laughs> over 14 and up. <laughs> I think I just broke Warren. <laughs> I'm trying not to curse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some choice words. Yeah, I'm no, choice, I'm, I'm certain. Words. And that's not the only one that exists. There's uh, this one for Olay. Uh, there's one for uh, are these, Skittles. Are these like full-length these are, musicals? These are proper musicals. Like, I think the, the uh, Carl's Jr. one is 30 minutes, but it's a full like story and everything. Yeah, Crack.com did this article. <sighs> called uh, The Weirdest Marketing Trend is Branded Musicals, and I saw that, and I went, oh dear god, and also I know what we're going to be doing for our bonus, because, yeah, that there's no way these won't be done without any cursing. And so, if you want to hear us rant about how evil corporations can be, by the way, corporations, we would love to be sponsored, um... <laughs> Wow, I broke Warren. <laughs> so I'm trying to see if I have any latent psychic powers. <laughs> I'm trying to mentally kill whoever thought it was a good idea <laughs> to make those musicals. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh. I, okay, I don't think I have any powers right now. Not um, yet. Not yet. Eventually. <sighs> Hopefully. So, um, please follow us on Twitter at Tone Deaf Musical. Uh, if you want to listen to our angry rant about, uh, the 
Carl's Jr. musical that will be going up on our Patreon. I may actually be moving around our Patreon tiers so that um, people who get like $5 get a little bit more than just the shout out. And we'll see. We'll see. I may be moving that around so that more people can enjoy the uh, angry swearing ranting. Um, and then we'll put something else special for $10 patrons. Who knows? Um, and, uh, wow, I broke poor Warren. Um, I think you can literally see my will to live seeping out of my face. But think of it this way. We get to see Spider-Man next. But I already know that it's bad. But you still get to see Spider-Man on the screen. This is true. And we get to mock the horrible horrible production history of this show (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah it is unfortunate because i have equal parts of excitement and anticipation of wanting to see this Mm -hmm. but the fact that i do know its tragic end uh not the details of course i just know that this show did not do well Mm -hmm. and lots of injuries yeah Um, lots and lots that you know it's sad i have i have them chronicled in the notes <laughs> oh fantastic i am i'm excited i'm actually very excited for this next episode <laughs> me so. too so um follow us on twitter at tone deaf musical follow us on facebook at tone deaf musical if you're old school and you want to shoot us an email you can do that at tone deaf musical at gmail.com if you've got discord come join the podcast uh junkie discord server the link is in the description as well as on our twitter um, there are awesome shows like Up All Night, Two Guys, One Cone, <laughs> Poor Warren, uh, Good Morning Guys, Oz9, uh, we've got Ninth World, we've got Bird Brain Podcast, uh, Happy Go Lucky, just all sorts of great shows on there. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Kay and I will listen to different podcasts on that network, you know, when we're at our computers doing whatever, you know, mm-hmm. games or anything else, and... Up All it's, Night's become our couples podcast. Like, we, we rotate between that, Small Town Murder, uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me, and a couple of other shows. And to have, you know, indie podcasts that we can cycle through our couples gaming podcasts is kind of nice. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we do recommend you guys uh, check out that group, even if you're not a content creator. it's mm-hmm. There's plenty of people in there who are just content enjoyers. Yes. And... Uh, Yeah, I just, I highly recommend uh, the Podcast Junkie Discord, even if you're not a podcaster. Like, if you're a podcaster, they give amazing advice um, and a lot of help with marketing, with just going out and doing this on your own. But if you're not, um, and you're a listener, you can connect with the people who make the podcasts that you love. Um, We've also got uh, just other great stuff on that network, like... Um, they have giveaways, they have just all sorts of awesome stuff. If you want to do voice acting, they actually have like a job posting area where people that are doing the audio dramas cast through there. I would, I would highly recommend hopping on the podcast junkie discord server. Cause it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. And everyone there is really chill and awesome. Um, so I have just noticed how long this episode is going to be. Hachimachi. That'll do it for us this week, <laughs> folks. Thank you so much for joining Kay and Warren in this most recent episode of Tone Deaf. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> I'm doing my audition for the audio drama. Oh, right God. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That's it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone, Tone Deaf. Deaf.